thing. Uh, it's a little picture. I want you to look at it. And if you know what it is, don't say anything. If you've seen this before. But when everyone has received their copy, and we'll need some up here as well, Ben, uh, then I want you to just say what it is that you see, okay? Whoa, 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 whoa. When we all get our copies. <laughs> we know who always had their hand raised up in class, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think in popular culture she's known as Hermione Granger. <laughs> and can we get a few up here as well? surges, 
The disciples are all afraid, and Jesus calms the storm as their jaws drop. Every day with Jesus brings a new encounter and changes their sort of paradigm of who they think Jesus is. There is a constant swirling about Jesus of a conflict that people have depending on their perspective. The Jewish leadership viewed Jesus as a threat, as an insurrectionist. He was a threat to the stability of the Roman Empire peace that they had in Palestine because the Jews, as the Romans said, were always revolting, literally as well as figuratively, because they would never <coughs> submit because of their God, Yahweh, they never really would surrender to the Roman authority. And so they made special rules for the Jews that they made for no one else whom they subjugated. Of course, the people around Jesus at this time, they wanted to feed them. He fed them, all 5,000 of them, with a few loaves and fishes. And Jesus said, when they were talking about him, said, but you're following me only because I fed you. Others think that Jesus is some local yokel. Uh, we know his mother. We know his brothers. He's no big deal. And yet, here he is, a, 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 a popular or a renowned person in the area. It's sort of like when you have a local person whose son is elected bishop somewhere. And you say, really? Just a joke. He's a fine man. <laughs> And even Jesus' own disciples don't really understand who he is. For the most part, they all think that he is going to overthrow the Roman Empire and place Jerusalem as the central of the Jewish kingdom and restore it to its fullness, and all will be well. In other words, everyone thinks they know Jesus and know who he is, but in fact, none of them really know who he is. He says, I am the bread of life. If you feed on me, you'll never hunger again. And they don't really know what that means because they haven't been to the foot of the cross. They haven't encountered Jesus as the Savior of the world and as the Lord of their life. We all do this. We all have blind spots when we look at somebody and we, we, we judge them. We have, I think each one of us has an inborn prejudice as, as a result of the fall, certainly. But how many times have you met someone and you think, no, I bet they didn't go to college. Or... Their house is too big, or their house is too small, or she has stains on her dress. Doesn't she notice that? Or 
They're not from here, you can tell. <laughs> there was a story in the news this last week about a woman, I think it was, she was in Pennsylvania, in the Pennsylvania area, and she was at a, uh, a convenience store, a Wawa convenience store. I don't know why I'd want to go to a Wawa convenience <laughs> store myself, but that's my prejudice. And, uh, and there in front of her was this scraggly-haired young man. She thought he was homeless, looked at him, she down on his luck. Cause he, didn't, he, was, he had coffee and a couple snacks, and he didn't have any money. And so he was talking to someone, trying to bum a couple of bucks off this other person. And she said, oh, no, here, let me do that. I'll pay for your coffee and your snacks. And so she did, and they're making small talk, and she said, being polite, how many of you know the story? Okay, a few of us. Isn't it a great story? And so she said, so what's your name? He said, I'm Keith. And so she said, you know, has anybody ever told you you look an awful lot like Keith Urban, the country singer? He said, yes, ma'am, they have. I am Keith Urban, the country singer. <laughs> So here this woman was, out of her, you know, compassion, love, doing a random act of kindness, saw his hair, looked beyond the hair actually, and was very kind to him, and yet here he was, this country music star, you just never know. You know, the scriptures tell us to be careful to entertain strangers because some have entertained angels unaware. But we rush to judgment when we look at people. And when we prejudge them, then we end up distancing ourselves a little bit from them. These blind spots, these prejudices, they occur to all of us. Uh, welcome to the human race. We judge people by what they wear, by how they speak, the color of their skin, who they know, the amount of education they have. And we bring these prejudgments with us all the time. In our gospel reading today, Jesus is wanting both his followers and the Jewish authorities to see him not through the eyes of their prejudgments, but through eyes of faith. When Jesus says, I am the bread of life, they don't understand that. They want Jesus to feed them with bread and fish, and he wants to feed them with spiritual food. Jesus is always calling us to go deeper. And the world all around us is looking for people who will see each other and circumstances through the eyes of faith and not from our prejudgments. One of my favorite scenes comes from All in the Family. And in this is a company. Remember All in the Family, right? Okay. Yeah. And uh, in it, there's a one episode where Edith is going to go, wants to go to her high school reunion. 
probably 25 years or so, maybe 30. And Archie doesn't want to go. Now, he went to uh, a reunion of his Navy guys, but that was different. That was important. Nothing Edith does is ever important. And the kids shame him into going with Edith to this high school reunion. And so she's talking about all the people she hopes to see. And one of these people she hopes to see is Buck Howard. Anybody remember this scene? It's, it's, and uh, so she's talking about Buck and what a sweet man he is and how sweet she, what he, he was to her. And Archie starts getting jealous. But you know, Archie, who has the feelings of a thimble, doesn't know how to express himself, and so it comes out in his judgment. And he's, a, he's afraid to meet Buck, and, and, and he, because he just loves Buck. He's a beautiful person, she says, and he has beautiful golden hair, and he's handsome. And lo and behold, at this reunion, up walks Buck. And he recognizes Edith immediately. And this is how the dialogue goes. Oh, Buck, how'd you recognize me? I'd know you anywhere. Buck, your eyes. Your eyes are just the same. I can still see right inside you. See, Archie, ain't he beautiful? Archie, uh, nice to meet your acquaintanceship there. Can I just take my wife over here for a minute? We'll see you, huh? Edith, Edith, I will never be able to figure you out. You and me, we look at the same guy and you see a beautiful person, I see a blimp. I failed to mention that he's bald and he's overweight. Edith, yeah, ain't that too bad, but then you're beautiful too. <laughs> that, my friends, is how God wants us to see others. To see Buck is beautiful and Archie as beautiful when they're not really very beautiful on the outside. But God sees us on the inside. And it really comes to us as we kneel before the cross of Jesus, acknowledge our sin and our brokenness and receive His unconditional love, that then we are able to extend that unconditional love to that other person, the person that cut us off, the, the rude person in the checkout line and so on and so forth. But once we have truly encountered Jesus and received His unconditional love, that we can then extend that unconditional love to others. Jesus had a heart for the poor and the homeless not because He pitied them, but because he saw them through God's eyes. He could see them with all their promise that God had poured into them when they were born. 
He's always looking for ways to free that up and to open them up so that that hope and that promise can burst forth at any given moment. And he wants to use you, he wants to use me to help make that happen. When we come forward and receive the, the bread that's not very good bread and the wine that is not very good wine. But when we see them through the eyes of faith, they become the body and blood of Jesus. It's oh so precious that we don't want to miss a Sunday because we're being spiritually nourished. Not on great bread and not very much wine, but it's oh so satisfying because it touches us at that deep, deep, deep place. But the psalmist says, deep calls to deep. And so as you come forward to receive that bread that is more than bread and to drink that wine that is more than wine, use that strength, that empowerment, that grace to flow through you this week and to extend in the life of one or two people that God puts in your path. You never know when you are going to be God's divine appointment for another person. Remember the scripture from Hebrews, be careful to entertain strangers because some have entertained angels unawares. We never know when we are going to be God's divine appointment for grace in a person's life. Amen.